Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cochin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Benderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey friends, you got MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you're well. Welcome back to another of the 50 most relevant, where I count you down through who I believe are the most relevant players across Supercoach, Dream Team, and AFL Fantasy for 2022. Up to number 47 already today. And it was the best defender of last year, now a midfielder only. I'm talking about the Adelaide Crow, Rory Laird. Joining me on this episode for his first time in 2022, fellow co-founder of the Coaches Panel, I've got Rids on. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, hey, go, mate. I'm good. I'm good. Look, Laird's a fascinating player to talk about. I'm thrilled to have you on this episode, mate, to, to do the processing with him. He's 28 years old. Um, the Adelaide Crow, like I said, right at the top, he's lost defensive status for the first time in his career and is a pure midfielder. But there's some really good reasons for why he's still a value a valuable option to consider in our teams. His top score last year uh, came in all formats against the Hawks. It was a 142 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team and a 178 in Supercoach. Neither of those um, of that Supercoach score, that's not his top career score. That was a 185 against the Pies a year earlier. While that 142 against the Hawks is his career AFL fantasy and dream team score. He averaged 111.6 in AFL fantasy and dream team and 116 in Supercoach. Yeah, not too bad. Very similar price point from him to Callum Mills and I'm sure that contrast will come up soon. Uh, He is priced at 632,600 in Supercoach, just shy of 940,000 in AFL fantasy and just over 950,000 in AFL dream team and Riz if we cast our mind back sort of 12 to 18 months ago Matthew Nix threw Rory Laird into the midfield and probably to be fair Rory did better than what anybody expected and while there were some thoughts and concerns last year that maybe he'd move into that halfback line again he made that midfield spot his own, and now, really, he's the clear leader of that Adelaide Football Club midfield unit. Yeah, that's 100% correct. Last year, he was. But let's not forget, there's a certain guy that comes back into that midfield this year. There is. So I'm sure we're going to discuss this, but both are very similar players. Both are contested beasts. Um, so let's have a chat anyway through this and work it out. So Rory Laird was an absolute superstar last year. There's no problems about that. He's dominated. 110 in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy. That just tells you how good he went as a defender. That's just massive. So, I mean, long story short, this guy is a gun. How much is Crouch going to impact that, MJ? And you're the Crows man, so you might be able to let us know a bit about this. I'm very, very happy to have that conversation. I want to walk us through his numbers of of the year just gone, just to remind us of just how good he is, because you're right, Matt Crouch coming back is one of the big variables that we did not get to see last year. But last year in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, 18 tonnes from 22 games. It's just insane, including 11 consecutive ones to end the year. Of those tons, six were above 120, including a couple of monster 140-plus games. So, look, that percentage of tons to games is 81%. That, that's elite 
conversion rate right there. He scored more hundreds last year than the Brownlow medalist Ollie Wines and popular um, even captaincy options last year in Zach Merritt, Sam Walsh, and Jared Lyons. He's even got a better basement than Jack Steele to boast about because he had just the one score beneath 90 all year. He's ranked seventh in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team for averages and total points in the competition. Just crazy stuff. If we look over through his Supercoach scores, 18 tons, 11 consecutive to the end of the year. So identical to what he did in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. Of those 18 tons, 10, 120 or higher, 144, 149, 179, monster ceilings. And again, just from one score under 90 all year. 10th for total points, 11th for averages, and outperformed the Brownlow medalist Ollie Wines in that format too. And the Norm Smith medalist, Christian Petrarca, um, just an absolute incredible year last year, which was reflected similarly in his numbers when that midfield role changed middle of last year. So really in reality, we don't want to go back to what he did as a halfback because that's irrelevant now. But for the better part of the past 30 games of AFL football, he's a proven 110 performer in Dream Team and a proven 115 performer in Supercoach. And the ownership numbers, and I know there are some hesitations, which I want to get to in a second, but to get a guy that can go 110 or that can go 115 and in this lowly owned percentages across the formats, man, the guy can play some serious fantasy footy. Oh, yeah, he definitely can. There's no problems about that whatsoever. But there's a, there's a few big buts. There's there a not? few, isn't like, So, I mean, you have a look at him. He's the seventh highest midfielder in um, Dream Team. And I'm assuming that's the same in fan- AFL fantasy yes, as well. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, we've only seen six scores over 120. Now, if you're picking someone in that price range, you want captain option, okay? Every week. Now, yeah. I don't think he goes 120 plus enough to be a real viable captain option at that point in time. The second thing, his age, he's 28. Now, he's mm-hmm. coming into his prime. There's no problems about that, but he's coming into his prime in a team that's in a rebuild. Yeah. And so they're going to try and get a lot of games in the Peglers and the Schoenbergs and so on and so forth. Try and get kids going through that midfield, the Berries, and, you know, they've got a million of the kids going through there. The third big thing that I've got massive issues, which is what I raised earlier, Matt Crouch. How much does Matt Crouch, who is, he is pure mid. He can't play any other position. 100% He has to play mid. He's not a half-forward flanker. He's nope. not a running defender. He's definitely not a wingman. He's, he, if anything, he's probably the size of a full forward. But yeah. but at the end of the day, he's not going to play full forward because, like, I mean, you've got enough kids like Darcy Fogarty and everyone else up forward. I mean, Crouch is going to be up here mid. Yes. So what does that do, though, for Led? Where does Led, where will he feature in that, team moving forward in 2022 that's my biggest query so on top of that his actual ceiling i don't think he's got a high consistent ceiling over 120 in dream team and i think it was four scores of 130 plus in super coach mm. they're the scores that i'm looking for as yeah. a captain option yeah it's 100 percent right so whilst whilst he's consistent yep there's no problems about that he Absolutely. nails it you get a, you know what you get with this guy He's a price. 
He's not going to hurt you, though, by not owning him while he's doing that consistent low ceilings. Now, the magic number's the highest at the start of the year. We know yeah. that. People have to go at, you know, 10 15% higher than their price average to, yeah. to actually a cold. There's every chance that Laird gets a 70 or an 80 or a 90 in the first month of football, and you're looking at him as a cheap downgrade like and an upgrade option when he actually he goes down in price sorry my bad and you can actually go to him as an upgrade option after you nail it when the first i don't know six weeks eight weeks of football yep. i mean there's enough there for it so that's why he's relevant he is absolutely your m5 m6 option when he drops a bit of price but you just can't start with him at this point in time Oh, I'm, now, I'm totally with you, man. Like with a guy that's let's got. Let's go the, back to Crouch. Yeah, let's come back to Matt Crouch because we have seen. I a, want a, you to answer this. Yes. <laughs> and coach, yes. you are the crow. Yes. Man, how does Crouch impact Led and his 2021 season? Yeah, I think it's a really, really great point when we when we look forward. We we did get a handful of games in 2020 where they did play in the in that same midfield unit in that period of time. Um, he did lead, I'm talking about, average 118 in Supercoach and then uh, 89 in AFL Fantasy. Remember, um, back then, shorter quarters, it's actually closer to it. If you want to play the crappy adjusted average game, it's the 112. So in reality, it didn't have any impact in 2020. But to your point that you made, which is, for me, the reason why lead is an upgrade target, that midfield dynamic has changed drastically that crow's entire midfield unit the game style has adjusted drastically schonberg's become a center bounce regular peddler and berry they're going to only want to increase their midfield minutes they've now added a gun recruit on the outside in a jordan dawson who they're going to want to get the ball into his hands along with the development of a player like a locky shot you cannot have a pure inside ball winning beast like matt crouch and rory laird at the same center bounce and then one of them not suffer. It's just purely impossible. Both are probably handball first options, although Laird does show a little bit more tendency to, to burst into space um, with some run and carry and also kick. So for me, we don't know what Matt Crouch is going to come back like off this groin injury. But what we do know about him since junior days, right through to um, hit the end of his 2020 season, he is an elite contested ball winner who just knows how to position himself to get to the footy. And so, because I don't think Laird is a captaincy option, I think he's consistent as, as consistent as a player as you could get. I don't know what Crouch coming back in does to the remaining midfield unit around. And I don't know how that development mix sits. So therefore all those elements to me just go, I love Rory as a player. I think he's going to be another really consistent guy, but I think that ceiling might just cop a little bit more off the top. And so in reality, I think he's probably going to, instead of being the hundred to 115 guy every week, I think he probably comes back to the pack just a little bit and still becomes a 95 to a 110 guy every week. Still a very, very good option as an upgrade target. If you get him at the right price, still a very, very good option in drafts. And we'll talk about it in that in a second, but I'm completely with you, Rids. Crouch coming back in, you must watch it at that price. You cannot be spending top 10 to 15K 
cash points of midfielders, let alone players in the game, and have question marks about someone. He's not a captain option. There's queries about how this midfield mix works. Therefore, upgrade. And if you get him cheap and he delivers Mr. 105 for the year, happy days. But I'm with you, man. I can't start him. Yeah, so the interesting thing, and I know that you made the comparison with Callum Mills before. Now, I actually think they're slightly different. Mm. Callum Mills is going into that midfield to be the general, okay? So while Josh Kennedy gets older, Parker leaves and everything else, he's going to become the new like the new one to come in and be the general for the midfield in the Swans. And he's going to have the Swans midfield will build around Callum Mills. Now, the problem with Adelaide, though, is I don't see that for Laird at 28. Like, I just don't see how that will work. Um, So I actually really, really bullish on Mills if you're comparing the two for that aspect. Because there's a little bit of uncertainty, isn't there, in Laird? Now, Laird, absolutely, the way that he is with consistency and everything else, as you say, nailed it. But I just don't see how he's comparable with other people around the price range that he's going to start at. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, look, look at um, Dream Team. That's the interesting one. Sure. A, a guy like Andrew Gaff is nearly 100000 less starting yeah. price than Laird. True. Now, Gaff's done this year in, year out, you know, 110, 110, 110. Not a problem. Like, Lance only had one real instance of it. Yeah, 30 games. So, yeah. I mean, that's where the problem is. Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, it's like you just got to pick and choose. And then in Supercoach, you look at um, Lockie Neal. Yeah. Lockie Neal, he's 90,000 cheaper, cheaper than what Rory Laird is starting. Yeah. Now, Lockie Neal went 120 and 130 <laughs> in the last two years, but like 2020 and 2019. That's ridiculous. Like, so, I mean, again, it's just not comparable to start with. But I really do think you'll have a nice upgrade option, especially if Crouch comes back and he's underdone. Yeah. Like, I don't think. I don't think they're going to risk Crouch if he's not going to start the season well. No, that is exactly right. Adelaide is in in full rebuild mode. So there is of no benefit to rush a mid to late 20s player back when they've got kids that they're, they've still got a Jackson Haightley they're trying to find a space for. Um, And so for for me, I agree. Led's a good player. I think he'll be a very reliable and consistent player for us this year. But with all the queries around, with all the other players available in a similar price point or cheaper that I think can match, or in a few cases surpass him, he's a he's a target as an upgrade, whether it be early or post-buy. He, he's going to be consistent. He's going to be durable. He plays all the time. Um, there's no queries about either of those elements for me. Um, so because of that, an upgrade target, but in drafts, he's a really fascinating player to discuss Rids because he plays every week, doesn't miss. And that scoring deviation is really, really low. Meaning what he may not win you many games in your draft league with monster ceilings, he'll probably not cost you any games either because that ceiling basement is, is super, super high and strong. Where do you see him going on draft day? 
So, I mean, where I would take him mm. compared, and this is where the relevancy really is, is in drafts. Correct. When you can get someone who's so consistent that pumps out those 110s week in, week out, and you know he doesn't miss games, as you said, you know he's just going to be there all the time. Um, I reckon I would take him on my second round. Yeah. You, well, you're looking at a top 10 um, scorer, really, from the year before yep. in the midfield. Like, I reckon there's going to be a lot of um, people jumping on other positions early. I agree. So I would actually take him as a pure midfielder in the second round if I was going to go that way. Yep. But then it probably slide out to about, I think the reality is third, fourth round yeah, around the drafts. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's all going to depend. If you have a look at the forwards with those big three that are coming into the forward lines, you know, they're going to um, absolutely saturate the top five, top they ten are. picks, you know. You've got, are. like, um, the backs, you've got the big few midfielders, like mm-hmm. the guys that are going to have the big prices, Tooth Miller, Jack Steele, and so on and so forth. Jackson McRae, who I, I can't believe we're not really – talking as much about um and then you've got guys like walsh who are going to be hyped up like no other and everything i yeah. think led's likely to slide to the third or fourth round mate. Hey, i i think he is too i think um he he's the perfect guy that depending on where your structure you're picking from you can get him either super duper late on the turn in the second or into the third and again depending on where you, you're drafting from he might be your m1 he could also be your M3, depending on how you want to play the drafting on draft day. Uh, I love him as a draft option. I think that's he's relevant in the salary cap formats. No question. That's why he makes the 50 most relevant. But drafts is the one where you play every week, you score well every week, and there's a little bit of ceiling games every now and then. Uh, he, he's a brilliant, brilliant option for us. Hey, Rids, appreciate your work today as we've talked about Rory Laird. And I'll just give you a bit of a heads up with too with Rory Led. Yes. He's got a bit of Jack Steele pre twenty twenty one season about him. Yeah, he does. he's moved in new position. He's become a real sturdy, consistent type. He loves a hug. He found his role. He's an accumulator. He has a little bit of Jack Steele, so it's not going to be um, an absolute surprise if he comes out and does 120 this year across the format it do wouldn't shock me it wouldn't shock me we saw that consistency of 11 tons to end the year he's only played this role for 30 games so i, I think the realms of possibility is he does a jack steel season and becomes mr dependable 120 every week or crouch comes in clips a little bit of that ceiling and he becomes Mr. 105 to Mr. 110 and still a very, very good player. Um, just maybe 100%. not a captaincy option. Yeah, those no, are the you two nailed roles. it, mate. All right. Well, appreciate your work today. If uh, you want to go check out any of the other articles of the players we've revealed so far, you can go and check them out at coachespanel.tv. While you're there, it's all the links for where you can join our Patreon supporter group. There are tiers that are right for you, exclusive access content, early release stuff, including if you join our premium or breakout tier levels, you get these podcasts 24 hours early. Yep. They are already up to number 46. All the 
links for that are at coachespanel.tv. And if you are loving these podcasts, make sure you share them with your friends that play fantasy footy. Leave a five-star rating on review, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And tomorrow we hit the number 46. Now, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but at the end of these episodes, always give you a little bit of a clue about who it is. We've already talked about two Mr. 110s, Mills and Laird. So why not go for another Mr. 110? But where is he? Why is he so low? Why is another 110 midfielder or potential so low in the 50 most relevant? Well, we'll tell you about it tomorrow.